Hey babes, welcome back to Mimosas with Mother and Daughter. I know it's probably been a while since you've heard our last podcast, but we wanted to take some time out for the holidays and just to get everything in order, get everything together. But we are back. We are here. Mom, are you there? Yes, I am here. Happy New Year. All the way from South Carolina, my mom is here. And if you are a new listener, Mimosas with Mother and Daughter is all about talking about real mother conversations over a glass of wine, mimosa, or whatever you like, honestly. (laughs) And we're going to be talking, today's topic, we're going to be talking about motherhood versus working mom. And this topic is going to be broken up into two parts because lately recently we have had a big boom in women female entrepreneurs mother entrepreneurs mom entrepreneurs fun fact is the fastest growing entrepreneur right now so if you're a mom you should start entrepreneurship because apparently it's it's for you it's all for you but we're going to be talking about the corporate mom and just having a traditional work job and being a mother because that is still very hard. Just being a working, just being a mom in general is hard. So today's topic is going to be really me asking my mom all these questions because I am not a mom yet, unfortunately, but will happen soon. I am not a mom yet, so I can't really give you guys any any advice, unfortunately. <laughs> but my mom can because she has worked jobs okay honey and taking care of me so mom the first question i have for you is what was how on a scale from one to ten how hard was it to be a like a working mom and a single mom (laughs) um i'm gonna just be honest i would take it up all the way to a ten a 10? You won't even a do a 12? It sounds like you want to do more. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know, if you... I mean... Uh, yeah, 12, 15, a thousand percent. You know, yeah, it's all the way up there. Overall, um, let's just say if you wanted to put a price tag, not a price tag, I'm sorry, put a um, income amount on a woman um, being everything, the the friend, the mother, the daughter, the wife, the girlfriend, the doctor, the nurse, the clergy, the therapist, there is no amount of income that will be able to pay that woman. (laughs) Um, Even if you combine all those incomes together um, and not just for myself, I'm like saying like for all mothers, out there that work outside of the home and being that single parent and um well let me say not even being a single parent but all mothers out there and future mothers we we do it we do it all we mm-hmm. absolutely do it all you know it, it and, and not to say dads don't do it because 
dads do, but I can only relate to being a, a mother. I can only relate to being a woman, and we do it. Uh, we the ones who make it happen. We have to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. You have good days. You have bad days. You have days where you want to pull out your hair. You have days where you want to scream. You have days where you want to laugh. You have days where you want to cry. You have days where you just say, I can't do this. I need, I got to give up. I want to give, I can't do this. But then you have those days when that, that little person, Hi. Or, even, <laughs> or even or even that big person to come to you and be like, hey, mom or mommy or, you know, I need your help. I, I love you. I, I, I want to get a hug. I want to hug you. I want to do this. I, you know, you can't, you know, and and this is the thing. Neither of us, moms nor our kids, come with manuals. You know, we're we're all doing this thing, this mother parenting thing. You know, trial and error. You right. know, um, and we all do the best that we can. You know, some of us get our parenting styles by watching TV. Some of us get our parenting styles by our own parents or grandparents. Um, but we do it, you know, and if we do it, um, not always the correct way, but, you know, if we do it, we can accomplish a lot. Yeah. Uh, a whole lot. Uh, being a parent, being a mother and being single is hard. It's very hard. It is, but it's rewarding. It's rewarding. So that kind of goes into my next question. Like, so how important was help for you? I'm sorry, say that again. How important was having help for you? Very. Like, if, if, like, say, like, Nana or Granny couldn't watch me, you had to go to work. Like, what was your options? Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to be honest. Thankfully, I was not ever put in that position. But, um... Over the years, you know, I just said, well, you know what? If my mother, if my grandmother couldn't do it, um, I've rarely, rarely called on my aunt, you know, Michelle. If she couldn't do it, I didn't call on friends um, because not it wasn't that I didn't trust. It was just that it wasn't their responsibility, nor was it you know, my my mom or my grandmother's responsibility, but, you know, because their whole thing was as long as you work, as long as you go to school, whatever you got to do will help you. But if it came down to um, no one to do that, guess what? A job is a job. Yes, I needed the job. Yes, I needed the income, but I can't just leave my baby anywhere. Right. So guess what? Unfortunately, I got to make that phone call. <clears throat> I'm not feeling well. I won't be in today. You know, and then me and you just made a day of it, you know. So it is what it is. Um, those are some tough choices that um, parents have to make or mothers have to make, especially, you know, if one or two reasons that dad can't do it or dad isn't around for whatever reason, you know, we got to make those hard choices, right. you know? Yeah. So what was, and then this, I'm going to kind of like revert back. So kind of remember 1996, 
six weeks, eight, no, eight weeks or 12 weeks after July 25th when you had to go back to work. How hard was that for you? It was very hard. <laughs> it, was, it was very hard. Very hard. What was hard it was about si- it? Like, what even was- sitting up here thinking about it is hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Are you about to cry? <laughs> yes, it's, it's very hard because <clears throat> don't no mother want to leave their baby and go back to work or have to go back to work. No mother. And, and I'm coming at it from a place because I know there are... are I mean, you don't, I don't have want a choice. To you, don't have yeah. a choice. you don't have a choice. Um, um, I cried. How long? The how whole, long did it like? How long did it take for you to get used to it? Um, honestly, I don't think I ever did. <laughs> I mean, it was just. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I didn't cry every night, but I think I cried maybe like the first week or so. Um. I... And imagine, like, back then it was, there was no FaceTime. So it's like, no. you couldn't even, like, FaceTime me to see, like, that's one of the things that, like, new mothers have, like, the advantage of, like, you can, like, FaceTime. It's not the same, but no, I can imagine yeah. that it helps a little bit. Well, I, I would, I, I'm, I'm so, yeah, I would think now with technology, Cause FaceTime. Because I think most of it is, well, I'm just assuming that most of it is that you want to know that your baby's okay and see that your baby is okay while you're away yeah. so like well, having and- that FaceTime, it's like okay they're okay they're sleeping i can like at least try to cope <laughs> for however well, long well not only with that was i mean yeah before because at that time when i went back to work i went back to i went to work at midnight so i could be home during the day so yeah, I had that time where I was able to feed you, give you your last bath, you know, go ahead and nurse you. You was in bed sleeping. But I still wanted that that 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock wake up. I still wanted that, although, yeah, I wanted to be asleep in my mind, but I still wanted to be there when you woke up Um at two o'clock or three o'clock in the morning to feed you. I still wanted that bonding where you weren't getting a bottle, but I was nursing you. Right. Um, um, and of course, although I worked from 11 to 7.30, I, I dashed home and wanted to hurry up and dash home because I wanted to go ahead and give you that 7.30 feeding because you were you were up at 7. You know? I'm up at so, 7 now. Like, that has not changed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so you, you were up at 7, so, and, you know, your dad was up with you. So it it gave me enough time to get in and try to take a shower. And, he, and so some mornings he would try to hold you off until I got in for me to nurse you in some mornings he couldn't. But it was just overall missing that bond, missing mm-hmm. th- that, um, that it was just the bonding. And, and don't get me wrong, yes, mothers, you know, we bond with our babies after we first, after they're first born, but the bonding doesn't never, it doesn't stop, it continues. So I think overall, I was just feeling I'm missing out and she's going to need me and of course he can't do what i do right he's he's just dad i'm mom i got to do it because this is my baby you know so yeah so how did you 
feel when you had to miss something of mine? Like that kind of goes back. Like how how did you feel? Like if it was like you never missed a recital, but for example, when I had my pageant, like how and you had to miss that day because you couldn't get both days off. I was upset. I was mad. I was I was mad. I was upset. I, I think cried that's the a only bit. thing. I think that's the only thing you've ever like really missed a yeah, mind. I, yeah, I cried a little bit, um, and I kind of prayed that you would have understood that you did understood. And although out of a kid's mouth, they'd be like, "Yeah, mama, yeah, dad, I understand." You still don't want them hurt because in the end, although you had your support you had support there but it's nothing like having my mom there it's not it's nothing like having my dad there you know so um and then even you know going back to that with me working when you were like nine months old eight or nine months old and you started walking that was another fear um, am I going to be at work when she says her first words? Am I going to be at work when she, when she starts walking? And, and luckily I was, I, luckily you were I there. Wasn't. <laughs> you know, cause your first words was dad, dad. And I was like, oh my God, dad, dad, you know, cool. You know, then when I realized you were saying dad, dad, then it played in. Okay. So am I going to be at work when she said mama, you know, but I wasn't, you know, it was mama, mama, mama. And I, you know, it's like, oh my God. And then, you know, just a few days ago, I told you about, I was, uh, how you started walking. I, my back is facing you and we're in the bedroom watching TV and you're playing and I see you standing up and then I noticed that you just walked out the room and I was <laughs> like, oh my God. You know, and in and, 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 and retrospect to that, I was... I was more excited that you were walking, but I think I was much more excited that I wasn't at work. Yeah, and of I course. Missed it, you know, so I even even the same thing like with your your first your first um like holidays, your first Thanksgiving. You know, I didn't have to work. Wonderful, excellent. Your first Christmas, I didn't have to work. Excellent. You know, it just worked out. So, how um, easy was it to schedule time off? It really wasn't because when you're working in a place where, uh, like, I worked in a hospital, and you know, some people start out in the hospitals like right after high school. Everybody plays that throws that seniority card. Everybody throws that seniority card, and everybody does not have compassion or what is it, empathy yeah. um, for people who come in that have smaller kids that wanted to be home for Christmas. Um, I want to say around that time, if memory serves me correct, they did it where you had to switch off. You couldn't have the same holidays off every year. So I was being, at the time when, when I had you, I think I had been at Providence a few years. No, I wasn't there that long. Let me think about that. I think I had only been there maybe a, a year or two, maybe two years, maybe three. Um, I think you could... Yeah, because you would have been there 17 years when you got laid off and I was 14. So I think you were like, okay. yeah, three. So what I would do was, it didn't bother me to work the holidays because I didn't have kids before right. I had, of course, before I had you. So I will always say, well, I can work Christmas, you know, no big deal. As long as I can get New Year's Eve off or New Year's I'm Day, I'll cover it 
But yeah, yeah, so that was the thing. So when it came time when I had Jew, that first year I think it just automatically felt felt that I was off on Christmas, which was a plus. And then I think the Christmas Eve part was I think because I got off at seven, because mm-hmm. um, I think at that time I was working, I think I was working afternoons, it didn't bother me um, because I was at home. You right. know, I would be home. And then you're little, you really don't know much anyway. You're, you're, you're six, yeah, I don't think I, yeah, I don't think kids like actually understand what Christmas <laughs> so, is until but, they're right. like two. Right, so it didn't bother me. So then when as you got older than me and your dad was separate has separated and everything you know i was just like well let me have christmas eve and you take our christmas you know it just it yeah, just went like that it and i think easy. and i think after that like i was with my dad every christmas like i yeah like that's that's our yeah. holiday that's for sure me and my dad's holiday right. was christmas so and i do want to say it came to a point where he said well what if i want a christmas eve i was like well you can't have a christmas eve a christmas <laughs> i said so I mean, at some point, I mean, you know, and I think think when you started to have to work on Christmas Eve, like I remember sometimes spending the night with him on Christmas Eve, but I think it was because you had to work. It's like there were three days, like it was two days out the year that he knew that he couldn't negotiate. And that was my birthday and New Year's. Like, right. You know, so. (laughs) I just told him, I was like, and I figured Christmas would have been better because. You got to see um, his mom, and you got to see your great grandparents. So I just figured that just worked out better. Where I knew, as far as me, as far as Christmas Eve, um, I think that do work out better because, like Christmas Eve, I spend and I sleep at home. I get to open my gifts at home, and then right. going to my dad's house and getting the gifts there, like. Because my dad, like, truthfully, my dad, because it wasn't like I lived with him, he didn't have a Christmas tree up. So it was like, what kid really want to wake up on Christmas Day with no Christmas tree? Like, yeah, Christmas I, got, tree, right. like, yeah, yeah, I just... got gifts. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, guys listening, my dad made sure I had Christmas gifts every year. Like, it wasn't like that. But if you don't have a kid there every day and I was only seeing my – I probably would only see my dad two weekends out the yeah. out December – I wouldn't put up a Christmas tree either. Like, I, I get it. Like, because yeah. the Christmas just, tree is for just, kids, unless you genuinely like Christmas as an adult like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and, 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 and when you were little, I worked afternoons. Um, it got hard with that because I was like, well, She's going to be starting school. Yeah. So I got to figure something out. Um, but when you were little, it was it was, it was was good, you know. But when you started school, that's where um, I had to rearrange or rearrange life. Yeah. Because I had to start thinking pre, preschool was how hard it was hard preschool wasn't a problem when you started preschool because i was able to drop you off before i went to work but where it became an issue and then it became an issue depending on who my co-workers was and that goes back to the holidays because co-workers forget that what i'm not going to say they forget co-workers 
that were married have that's better have that that were able to pick up that slap with picking up kids taking kids to school or whatever or they didn't have or they don't have the same problems that i have as far as child care or whatever they don't want to walk like look into what you're going through all they see is what they want what they need to do and how they need to do it whatever right. so with holidays it became very it wasn't always hard but at sometimes it was hard um and then of course when you started school when i would take you to preschool in the morning before we go to work but then i would have to take my lunch break which was of course an hour lunch break to leave southfield to go all the way to detroit almost about a mile or two where from where we live at to pick you up from preschool to take you back to southfield to nanosounds until i got off of work yeah you know and that's when i stopped working eight hours and went to 12 hours because it worked out that way yeah you'll have longer you'll have longer breaks yeah and then instead of me working like four five four days one week five days one week i'm working three days a week so i'm working three days from 7 a.m to 7 30 p.m i get four days off which gave me more time to spend with you but yet that also has its ups and downs yeah because sometimes you'll be off on the weekends and we can do something sometimes you'll have to work the weekend Exactly. I would be left. Well, I mean, that worked out sometimes if it was like the weekend that I was with my dad, then I wouldn't notice, obviously. But I can, I can see where that would be like difficult, like just trying to keep, like having a job that doesn't have a set schedule, like that schedule changes every, you know, so often. Exactly. 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 Um. So then when you became like in in um, middle school and you decided that you wanted to, you know, uh, become active in like cheerleading and um, volleyball and volleyball and stuff. So it was, okay, I got to go to midnights um, so I can be at every game or every function. So it was working 7 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So, and that worked because I was able to take you to school and I was able to pick you up from school. And the thing with that is, I'm gonna say this, I know I'm not the best parent, um, but I sacrifice a lot to make sure that you had a good childhood. And what, I did. What I can do from from what I can do, the resources I had, from what I know, because working midnights, and I, and I'm going to say this: if if any parent can avoid working midnights, especially in a hospital, and I know some jobs, you you I, don't get me wrong, I understand you have to do what you have to do, but if you can avoid working midnights, don't do it only because it changes your health because you're not getting the same sleep as you would at night. Um, But yeah, I did it. I mean, I worked midnights up until I was laid off, you know, and it was hard, but 
would I change anything? No, because I was able to do those those cheerleading practices and go to the basketball games and watch you cheer. I was able to sit at um, the volleyball games. I was able to go to football games and see you dance in Pomerantz. I was able to take you to dance class and, you know, and watch you practice. I was able to do those things. And would I give it, would I change anything about it? Heck E no. And that was gonna be like my next question. Like what was something you what was something you would change over? Like change and why? But you just answered it. You wouldn't change anything. No, I wouldn't change anything. That was my journey. I was supposed to have went through that. That that's what we were supposed to have done. That's yeah. Um as far as you know, other little personal things that goes on as a parent. I wish I was could have taken some of those things back, but as far as being a mother to you and the things that I had to do to make sure that you had, no, I don't. I wouldn't change it. No, no. And then, what advice? The last question is: What advice would you give single mothers and new moms, or mothers in general that are working and say that they say that they have a husband, but their husband? you know, is busy with work or whatever, like, what advice would you give them, like, working, balancing, like, balancing I would, working and being a mom? I would say, say this to any, any, um, mom, new mom, future mom, mom that's already, your kids, <clears throat> when that child is first born, all that child knows is you, because they come from you, they're going to put that child on your chest. That child is going to smell you. The first voice they hear is going to be you. Everything is going to be you. That child relies on you. Don't get me wrong. They know who dad is, um, especially if dad is in the home. They're going to love dad, whatever. But when a child runs and scrapes his knee, who do they call? Mommy. Mom. Mommy. I want my mommy. You know, I want my mom. To this day, um, when I'm in pain, I still say I want my mommy. You know, so I would say with anything as far as whether you're going to work, whether you're going to school, whether you have help, whether you're doing it all by yourself, you have some help, whatever, be patient with yourself. Take time with yourself. Don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. And just know that you're not in it alone. Yeah. You know, just, 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 just take time with yourself. Be patient with yourself. Know that, hey, I don't always have the answers, but I'm going to work through it. I'm going to get the answers. And yeah, just, just know that you're not alone. Everybody, everybody, we've all done this. We've, those of us that are mothers, we've, we've all done this. And even though dad is in the home, you know what? He's there, but sometimes we are still by ourselves doing it, right. you know, because if they're there, they're sitting looking at a football game. Guess what? They're not going to do anything looking at that football game, you know, and yeah. we got to get, 
And here it is Sunday. They're sitting watching a football game. But guess what mom got to do? She got to cook. She oh, may clothes. have to clean. Got to get everything ready for the kids. Get everybody's bread. <laughs> exactly. Make exactly. lunches for tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. And then she got a baby that's, that, that has to have a diaper change, that has to be fed. You know, it's... Just know that you're just know that you're not alone and and that kid and just remember that that baby knows your schedule. Put that baby on a schedule that's around your schedule, not around his schedule, around your schedule. And the reason why I say that is because nine out of ten, he's gonna be sitting watching a football game. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that's not to say that he's not gonna be hands on. That's not to say he's not gonna be re- not gonna help. But, they, but dads, but, but the thing, the the truth of the matter is, not all dads, but most dads, is not that they don't want to. It's just that maternal instinct comes it's from a mom. woman. It's mom, like it women, like woman. mothers. No, not even mothers, because I think I have a maternal instinct for me not to be a mother. Like when I know I'm around kids. It's like our senses tingle differently than that, like than dads, than men in general. Like our senses just start tingling. Like when we're around kids, we're instantly watching them, make sure they're not hurting themselves, making sure no one is watching. Like even if they're a random kid, <coughs> we're instantly, some women, most women, we're instantly on guard, making protect on protect mode. Whereas some men be like, well, that's not my kid, not my problem. That, that's the difference. Women, we look at kids like even if they're not our kids, it's our problem. Men, not my kid, not my problem. Two, two different spectrums. Yeah. Not, and I'm not saying speaking for all. I'm just saying the general and being honest. Like from what I've seen, what I've experienced. Like don't get me wrong, if a kid falls in front of a man, they're gonna help them up, but they're not gonna. A woman will ha- would have stopped that from happening <laughs> before it happened. Yeah, exactly. That's the you difference. know, old school. <laughs> Old school, I remember Grammy and Mama, even Michelle, even then, I remember them saying a woman or a mother has to have that mother that mother whip. Yeah. And basically meaning you have to have that instinct. You yeah. have to it's a, and that's what it is. It's like a it's it's deeper than a woman's intuition. Yeah, it's, it's a mother. It's an instinct. Like you just it's an instinct. Yeah. because because I've heard that it's a lot. Like a lot of women, like they never been around a kid, but as soon as they have that first child, they instantly just snap into mommy mode. Like exactly. that snapping into mommy mode is that instinct. Like you just yeah. you just know what to do. Yeah, definitely. It's like written that, in our code, written in our DNA. Like we just know what yeah. to do. <laughs> that's that's all it is. That's basically all it is, you know. Even um, even women that haven't been, I've seen women that haven't even been raised by like a strong maternal figure, and still with their kids, they're changing and they yeah. have became softer and stuff like that. Like it's just, it happens. It's the baby. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's funny that you say that because when you was in nursery school, one of your nursery school. Um, teachers she didn't have any kids when you started and and she admitted she was like I'm, I'm going to admit I just don't have that instinct because I don't have any kids I don't have that nurturing instinct she was like so I don't know what to do when when they cry and you know and all that stuff and I was like really it, it was hard for me to understand it, but that but so- truthfully I can see that if you've never seen it per right. se if you've never seen it 
Like, I think the only reason why my maternal instinct is so strong is because I've seen you with babies, Kay. Like, I've been babysitting kids since I've been 12 years old. Like, I I think that's the only reason why I have it. But, like, 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 for example, my stepmom, she wasn't maternal with me until she had my little brother. And she was, like, don't get me wrong, she didn't disrespect me. She wasn't mean to me or anything. But as far as, like, if I was upset, she didn't, like, you could tell she didn't know what to do. And it's just, and I can understand that, you know. But now, like, she, like, I remember when you and my dad got into an argument and I was crying and upset. After, this was after having my little brother, she knew how to call me. She knew how to console me. And those, and that was one of the moments where me and her got closer because of right. so like yeah. I can I can understand that it doesn't make sense but but it does it makes sense because, yeah, yeah it, it does because right after that I think a few months later whatever that preschool teacher found out that she was expecting and was it this was like, yes and it was like <laughs> instantly her maternal instincts came I remember that instantly. I think that's when I started to love her <clears throat> yeah yeah because you had a little like boy. Her. You, yeah, she did. Yeah, because you didn't like her at first. You will always go to Miss Moore. Yeah. Um, but Miss Falker, right after she had her son and she came back to work, oh, you and her were like, like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yeah, but it was so hard for me to to uh, to to understand that it really was. But when I seen her, how she her whole persona. Nurturing everything was had changed from her just becoming pregnant and having her son, you know. Yeah, so. it changes you because a lot of women, and I'll say this: a lot of millennial women too, they have this. A lot of women are okay with being the rich auntie. Y'all know what I'm talking about: the rich auntie, the mm-hmm. auntie with no kids. Like a lot of women are okay with that, and then when they get pregnant and they have a kid, it's like oh, like it, it's like an instant switch and. Saying being the ranch auntie doesn't mean that you don't like kids. No, you love kids. You just love giving them back to their owners yeah. more. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it. Yeah. that's the only difference. Yeah, Whereas definitely. you have some women that probably have taken care of siblings, taken care of big cousins, were a babysitter, like for, like for example, me. And we never, like, we've always seen kids or family in our futures. Like, there's two different type of women. Like, women that have, that don't really want kids. And then women that have always think about it. But these women that don't want kids, when they have kids, usually they their whole mood changes for kids. Right. And, I, and I'm going to say this, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I've seen this on TV yesterday. Sometimes your journey is not to have kids. Yeah. It's, it's, you, you, know? can be, you can be a parent to people... You can be a mother figure or a father figure to kids that are not your kids. To a whole slew of kids. Right. You know, and those are teachers. Those are teachers, professors. Exactly. Like mentors. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't don't necessarily have to give birth to be a parent figure. To be a parent, you know, you could be a, a mentor is is a parent. Yeah. So you know, like, do you know how school, many times you know. coaches be like, "These are my kids." Like, yeah, definitely. Like I, I say that all the time. For me, like I say, I have so many kids for me never to give birth. Like I, like my exactly. little brother and sister, those are my kids to me. My little cousins are my kids. I'm a nanny. Like the kids I nanny, I babysit. Like those are my kids. Yeah. Like, it's I don't have. I've never had kids physically, not yet, but. I have kids. Right, exactly. <laughs> when um, it comes to yeah, Christmas, it's, it's, I go crazy. 
Ha- yeah. I do have a goddaughter, so <laughs> hey. <laughs> oh my god, we're gonna discuss her later. But anyway, <laughs> love, love, bun. love you, boo. <laughs> um, yeah, that that video was just too adorable yesterday. But anyway, <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it's you know, mothers, you know, it's hard overall. Um, when we decided we're ready to have a family, you know, because we had to pick, pick, do we want to work in the home, outside the home? Yeah, um, so, it's so many to, choices. It's so many choices, whereas, uh, whereas a man can, you know, go back to work, you know, with the, and don't get me wrong, yes, they do have now, you know, paternity leave. Which and I is think great. That's, that's amazing. Which is great. But, you know, the same since you know they don't carry a baby yeah and their, um, and their paternity to, leave is like probably like only like two weeks it's not long at all exactly they don't nurse the baby but so but as a mother there's a um, lot more it's invasion of the body so snatchers <laughs> i think yeah, i've said a, that so many times on this podcast it's invasion of the body snatchers like yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fa- it's a lot of factors you know um we have a family member um her daughter now is is seven. Will will be seven, and um, due to I mean her pregnancy was fine, you know, but after she had her baby, she suffered, you know, a little postpartum, and she had to be off work for a year. Yeah. And although her, although you know everything worked out I, great, I think I think that's I think mothers should just be off for a year. I think that's one. I, I think so too. I think mothers I think should be so off for too. a year because six weeks is not enough. Eight weeks is not enough, and twelve weeks that's all right, but it's still not enough because it's at, not the, enough. at the end of the it's day. You're yeah. still waking up with that baby in the middle of the night. You're still taking care of that baby. You're still adjusting. You're trying to get back to yourself and take care of the yeah. I, I, and, and it. Take, and I'm going to be honest, hormonal, it takes time. It doesn't, yeah. although that, it although takes two like, years oh, for your body. It takes like yeah, a few takes, years for your mental. Time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and I'm going to be honest, working at where I'm working at now and, and what I learned about mental health, Postpartum is just not a slap on the wrist type of deal. No, it's not. You know? It's, very, it's it, a chemical it's not, imbalance. Like, I a, remember a, it was this girl on my Facebook page, and I think I followed her, and I used to really, like, be cool with her, but she, like... She like totally. She she made a post about postpartum depression, about how it wasn't real, how like women just look for sympathy, and I'm like, for one, you're not even a mother. That that pissed yeah. me off. Like, how can you speak about something and you're not a mother? But two, are you stupid or are you dumb? Because do you not understand all of the um, postpartum depression is literally a chemical imbalance, a hormonal imbalance. You just went from taking care of something to now your body is no longer taking care of something, but taking care of something. Like literally all the hormones in your body is going haywire. You're not, it's like, what? And I think what pissed me off more is that I think she's like, she's in school for some type of medical, I think. And I'm just like, are you, like, you've never taken a biology class? Like, I thought we all learned about hormones. Like, what? Well, I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping now that she learned because there's so many Man, that was just a few so months ago. Different... That was just a few months ago. So, oh, wow. Yeah. There's so many like, different levels of postpartum. Like, ugh. Yeah, because some, some women, you know, you could have a mild case during, after, uh, during or after pregnancy, some women you can have a very high case. Some some women have psychosis. Right. Um, 
Um, and I just feel I, like I just feel like how can you say that it's not real yeah. when it's talked about? Well, it. How can you say something is not real when one is a me- it requires a medical diagnosis? So that yeah. means it's real because it's a medical diagnosis. It's just not real in our community because doctors don't talk about it like they need to. They're starting to now because you have mothers that are making it their business to educate new mothers. Right. But if, if the doctors weren't talking about it, if you no, didn't bring it weren't. up to you, they'll give you a pamphlet and that's it. And say yeah. this is what you can do. So that's, it's just like, oh. And basically what it is, postpartum depression is where one of your hormones, and I do apologize that I don't know the name of the hormone, the levels drop. And it affects you in so many ways. Sometimes, um. I think it's serotonin. I I feel like it's serotonin. I think it is too. For me, um, I... I will admit that I was one of those people that said, you know what, postpartum isn't real. It's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. It's a mind thing. Well, yeah, it is my thing, but it's it's a mind thing when you're chemically imbalanced. My postpartum set in the Thursday night. You were born Thursday morning. My postpartum set in that Thursday night. And um, it set in, and the funniest thing is, deep down, I was excited but I was also scared because there were other things privately um, that was going on that I knew and that I foreseen that was going to happen, that was going to play out in the future. Um, so overall, I knew when people when people would leave out the hospital room, I would be sad and I would sit there and I would cry. I would look at you and I would do everything that I'm supposed to do as far as bonding with you, um, which was good. But as soon as people would come back in the room, I'm fine. When they would leave out, the same thing. I sit up there and cry or whatever. And then when they come in, I'm fine. When I got home, I act like everything was okay, but nothing was not okay. And I remember the breakdown that I had was your dad was like, he dropped us off and he was ready to hit the streets. Because in his mind, he was like, well, all she's going to do is come home. The baby's going to be asleep. She's going to lay down and sleep and I can just hit the streets. But him not realizing nor I realizing that I just wanted a quiet time with just the three of us um Gail wanted to come over and whatever I was like I don't want any company I don't you know I was like I was in I was such in a bad state (laughs) to where that first day I wanted to just rip my skin off that's how bad now looking at it I knew how bad it was when I really had the breakdown was when I called Toy and I said, Toy, and I was crying over the phone with her. She was like, Levine, I can't understand you. And uh, the first thing she was like, where is the baby? <coughs> and and I, excuse me, and I said, she's in the cradle sleeping. I said, Toy, please get over here. I was like, because I'm about to run and jump out of this window. And mind you, we was living on the fifth floor. Yeah. So, and she was like, I'm on my way. Because your dad was gone. Nana had left to go get her hair done. And I was like, yeah, I'll be okay by myself. But Not realizing. Um, because they don't, that goes back to the doctors don't prepare you. 
No, but they don't no. prepare you for it. You might ha- you might go through postpartum depression. It might it might happen right away. It might happen months later. Like and right. from what, and I used to always think that it had something to do with like you said it was a mind thing. Like even knowing that it was real, I'm thinking like it's a mind thing. But seeing people that's even happily married, she no. like I know like I yeah. like I have a cousin um that was happily married, happily married. Her husband was there for like therefore they they had their baby during the pandemic so he was at home already but mm-hmm. she still went through postpartum depression and hers was a little hers was different as the fact that she wasn't able to do all the things that she wanted to do with her baby because Thank of the you. pandemic and that's why she didn't even get to have a baby shower she had, i think she did a virtual baby shower but but she, but, but at the yeah. same time like because <laughs> like her husband's family is here in michigan and she's in new york so like right. he it, it was so much going on so like postpartum depression i do think it's a mind thing as far as like having expectations and not and realizing that they're not mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not what's happening but mm-hmm. also just feeling alone because at the end of the day in that moment you are you i don't want to say you are alone but no one can people can understand but not understand how you're feeling right. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it could come on so quickly. Yeah, like you said, like it, it it just happens. It happens out of nowhere. It happens out of nowhere. It happens out of nowhere. Then, like you can be cool for a few weeks, and the next thing you know, you're yeah, you're, upset. you're, you're yeah, you know. So it's 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 um, and and it it it's, it's a lot. So I want to say I had it had it for about three weeks, maybe. And then after that, I was fine. But the bond, the thing Everyone's was, different. I knew, yeah, I knew I was not gonna hurt you. I was gonna hurt myself. Yeah, and that's, that, and that part, yours probably went away once you realized that you got it, like you could handle it. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, and I think that yeah. it was. I was just over. I think I felt overwhelmed, and then, like I said, it was some other things going on that I believe trigger it also. Right. Um. And I want to say that's where family, you know, support, I would say, come, come in and play. Um, because Nana um, stayed off work, I think, a week or two to help me with that. So I think that's the reason why it only lasted so like long. it did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. pretty much the advice we can give you guys, for listeners, <laughs> is if you feeling anything, it's okay to speak up. And I'm praying that you guys will have the right support system to like be there for you. But speak up to anyone, your doctor, whoever. Yeah. Keep speaking up until someone listens. Like just Definitely. even if you feel like you're being like no one's listening, you gotta keep saying it over and over. Keep keep yeah. speaking up. Don't don't be silenced. Definitely. But that is gonna be it for this episode and after like talking about motherhood versus working i started to think about well what about moms that are in school so i'm thinking about breaking down this episode into three parts (laughs) motherhood versus work mom motherhood versus going to school and motherhood versus entrepreneurship sure yeah that's great yeah Yeah. because that that's and then we can talk about how you can how balancing all of it because there are some moms that are balancing it all but anyway, that is it for Mimosas with Mother and Daughter. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast for whatever you're listening from. And we will see you guys in our next, well, not see you guys. 
we will be both. <laughs> you will hear us in our next podcast next week. Bye. Bye.